So let us bring Adrian Wojnarowski into the conversation. Woj, what's been the reaction around the league to these two players making this decision? Uh, Greedy, uh, I think a full understanding, you know, both for very different reasons. Uh, and, you know, one financial, you know, one uh, family. And it, it makes sense. I think for, you know, Trevor Reza, he's going to give up at least a million dollars uh, of his salary, maybe more if the Blazers were to make the playoffs uh, to make sure that he can be with his son uh, for this month. And Bertans, this is, this, he just had a career season. Uh, for the Wizards, he's had those two ACL injuries, and the Wizards want to re-sign him. Uh, I think they've got a really good chance to do that. And listen, for teams like Washington especially, this is almost a developmental month. This is a month you can play your young players, you get a training camp. They don't have expectations necessarily of, of reaching the playoffs, of getting in that play-in and advancing. And Portland, while they bring back some key players you know, this is still a team that wants to make sure it is healthy and ready to go when the season starts again in December. So there's not tremendous urgency for either of these teams. D and Davis show. We are back uh, here to talk some more sports with you. And the one thing that's happening right now is the return of the NBA. But with Florida being on fire, fire with, the corona, with, the, with, the, with the coronavirus and getting worse. Full of Rona. Um, some NBA players are kind of worried about now going down there. So I did see that they was kind of developing some type of ring that yeah. lets you know what's happening if you have coronavirus. But still, if it's everywhere in Florida, why am I taking my ass there? So a few players, and Ryan, you had mentioned a few players that actually came out and been thinking about um, possibly skipping the season. We have some that's kind of do towards injury, want to rehab some, and they could be up on contract years. I was watching ESPN and Jay Williams, uh, the first uh, first round pick from the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he mentioned if he was still in the NBA, he would have former first seri- round pick. former first round pick. Thank you. Uh, he would have serious. Uh, he would be questioning himself on reservations about going down to Florida and playing in the season. Uh, I know it's going to be at the uh, at Walt Disney World, and everything is kind of like in a bubble. But as we know, man, with this uh, with the with the coronavirus, you never know who has it, how we're going to get to you. So, question is, brothers, so you kick it off. Uh, what do you think about this? Do you think the NBA should hold off from starting the season, or possibly, possibly try to figure out some kind of way to move to a different location? Jay Williams, and it's funny, I was watching uh, First Take yesterday, and uh, Stephen A. Smith. He's my first thought. He starts singing the song "New York, New York." Um, and my thought was, but see, I'll be honest, and I, 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 what Jay Williams said, it was too late. Yeah. But to be honest, but to be honest with you, they need to move it to New York. I mean, why New York though? Because it's two it's, basketball arenas. Not even just that. I mean, you, you don't, they don't need real basketball arenas. So even when you say two, they have plenty of basketball arenas. Because those aren't real basketball. I mean, they're basketball arenas. Yeah, like NBA style <laughs> arenas. Yeah, these are, they just need a, enough room and a, a court, basically. Mm-hmm. But the going to the Rucker. Kind of what we were saying about uh, kind of what we were saying about the NHL. That it was the epicenter and it's down. You know what I'm saying? And it they have a thing about this. They have plenty of hotels that aren't doing nothing right now, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, you want to put this in a place where it's Florida may become an epicenter. You don't want to send it because the problem is 
the workers. So now the things are the workers are going to be in the bubble. Well, I mean, that's a total different thing, especially with how much you're going to pay them uh, with them, not with their children and what they have to necessarily do within this bubble. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that's a totally different thing. Well, real, real quick, my Go only ahead. reservation about New York is how it's such a dense population there. But you're I don't know if you want to bring everybody there. But you're keep, but it's a, okay. honestly what you're saying. But the case in with point the, with the NHL in Chicago, though, right? It's low here, and people seem to have socially accepted the recommendations to curb the virus and flatten. But Chicago out the curve. isn't as dense as New York. But it's this, but D, D, it's the second densest uh, place in the, in the country because even Los Angeles is more spread out. It is. Like, it so, is. So uh, when we're talking about metropolises, this is the second metropolis in this country, Chicago. So we're talking about metropolises, basically. So in a metropolis that it's the curve has been flattened, you, you look and you control them going and coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I just think it may be easier in that metropolis. The only problem is the players then still have a, a ton of more things they can get to involved do. in. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the problem. Also, also real quick, uh, Nikola Jokic uh, is, is now tested positive, and we know he lost a lot of weight, like 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. But guess where he was at? Oh, where was he? He was hanging out with our other Jokic. Oh. At the little tournament. Oh, no. <laughs> what were they doing at this tournament? What was the Serbs got to stay together. Living it up. Living it up. <laughs> like, Living it up. Went to the tournament. Has to test. He's asymptomatic. He has a week. He has to test uh, negative twice within 24 hours before he can come back to the U.S. to join the Denver Nuggets. But Nikola Djokovic sitting out there, and he caught it, too, mm. playing around. Brian, what do you think? Y'all got to stop kissing these girls with your mouth open. <laughs> That's what my grandma said to me one time. Y'all been kissing them dirty girls? Hey, whoa, whoa. I'd like and to... let's bring them to New York. Wait a minute. I, I know, right? And yeah, listen, I'm the only one of us that actually watched The Bachelor, right? I'm the only facts, one, right? Facts, facts, facts. So yeah. the one That's thing... That's a safe one. Yes, that's a safe one. So, I, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I always talk about this with the, my coworkers. I, it's usually me and like another dude who watches it, right? I always say they do way too much kissing. Why are they doing so much kissing? And they all looked at me and was like, "What do you mean?" The moms are getting annoyed. I'm like, "They kissing too much." This is before the Rona. You're not even supposed to be kissing people like that. Come on, man. If I was there used to be rules in the streets. Exactly. Some if I was didn't even get a kiss. <laughs> If I was on a bachelor, the whole biggest thing it would be like, man. So when will Demons kiss one of the girls? Facts. You, but we gonna slim these down. You ain't. I ain't talking you down. And I don't know who you meant to. Mm -mm. No. That's how motto. That's how motto happened. No, Kissing you, Listen, I mean, I've never been with a prostitute. Sound real old right now. I'm about, I've never been with a prostitute, but would you kiss a prostitute with your mouth open? Well, I'm not saying these ladies are prostitutes, King. We don't know, D. I'm not saying that. Hold on. I'm just saying. These are some very nice, lovely they ladies. They're not prostitutes, but they may be free. These are nice, lovely ladies that go going to Bachelor in the Can, do they have the Bachelor on Cinemax or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Some girls wasn't getting to. I wasn't Real out there willy-nilly. Bachelor edition. I'd be more willy-nilly with the action than with a kiss. How about all this? Right? With the Bachelorette. <laughs> don't go around kissing all these boys in the mouth either. All that mono being transferred. So y'all didn't grow up with no mono. That's the problem. <laughs> you kids don't know nothing about no mono. <laughs> it sounds like uh, MTV, like really bad re 
uh, reality TV dating show, like find the prostitutes. Bachelor <laughs> edition. Oh, oh, good lord! These are very nice ladies to be on this show. I was wrong. I shouldn't say that what? about them. I'm prostitutes being, I'm are being nice pers- ladies too. D. Right. How dare you? They I'm are. being facetious. I'm, not, okay. hey, I'm hey. joking and I'm being facetious. I'm not saying all ladies, ladies have are. the ability to be nice. They sure, they <laughs> right. sure do. Uh, but sure I'm just saying that I Thank wouldn't you for correcting be, me, Ryan. I mean, I wouldn't be really <laughs> nearly with my mouth action. Okay. And that goes further than just kissing. I'm not a be survivor really, since 83. Right? I don't, <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't be really nearly with Oh, my mouth goes everywhere. Like, yeah. watch. Protect yourself. Protect your neck. All I right. hope now in this Bachelor, I hope they be like, y'all can't be kissing each other like this. And all that hepatitis. And all the hepatitis? They gotta be popping pills. Like, well, maybe right. they like the kissing. They know, like, you know, they have those uh, rooms where they, like, demo it. Maybe everyone's like, we need more kissing. Mm-mm. I don't like this. They wouldn't like me on a bachelor. I'm like, I'm not kissing her. Not like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, how good like is she looking? I'm gonna go swing my She kiss me on my neck stuff. a little bit. She <laughs> kiss me on my neck. She kiss me on my neck. I'm known, also, I'm known to be very clean. I'm a, I'm a, great, clean, I'm a great cleanup guy, all right? I'm just, I'm a great, I'm a great afterwards. <laughs> just, I'm just telling you, like, I'm, it's in the streets. It's like, get, oh, it, get off me. No, I'm just saying, son. I don't oh, keep that, man. I don't keep that on me long. I don't keep that on me too long. Well, I just hope Boy, actually, I guess. Out about thanks, D. Thank you, I D. hope they're not it watching. took us to a flip. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I appreciate it. We need uh, that. A D and Davis show ain't going on The Bachelor anytime soon. Hey man, listen. I I would do it if I was single. Oh, I'd definitely do it. I'd love to do it. I mean, for popularity. But what if you have to kiss, Steve? That's not my Oh man, this is gonna be a bad season. Especially after D saw the sex ed stuff at Columbia, he ain't never been right. (laughs) You're so right. He ain't never been. I met. That's before I I mean, before I met him, I came into it and he was just he was all messed up in the head. D, why don't you want to kiss her? Well, <laughs> you haven't seen what I've seen. <laughs> I took this class at school. Ooh, scared me straight. Yeah, black Don't ever take sex education. They have dark colored gonads in that? Huh? Say what? Now? I saw I've seen an article about something like that. They have dark colored gonads in that? No, no, no. Okay. I've seen an article about some site and they were talking about, yeah, you go to this site, it used to scare the hell out of people going to see that or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait a minute, but I never had really a sex ed class in school. Okay. So when I was 21, I finally had like a, a fifth. I knew about sex education. Don't get me wrong, but I had a. I had a. You did at 21. Yes. But I had an official, official one. And then, he, and then it brought in a lot of different. Um, how can I say, uh, things that people like to do. And it was kind of like, whoa, partner, I didn't know y'all did all that. Mm. And I uh, kind of like, I got to look at you again in a closer eye. Mm. Let me look at I you again. D holding onto the desk, sweating. <laughs> what is this? Class going to end. And it, here. And it was don't even care it, about herpes no more. So and, it, and it was taught by so a priest. Know. And my class was taught by a priest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a I had a class I had a class No 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 it's at Columbia College downtown Columbia College oh. Chicago love it uh my, one of my favorite schools ever I uh I had a class about the human brain and kind of like consciousness by a guy who used to be a priest and was now an atheist and my sex ed class was given was taught by a priest he would come in and take off his collar like okay all right everybody let's have class What type of priest was he The guy who was atheist you no, know, the one that took off his collar. 
I think it was Catholic, Catholic right? Yeah, the college. No, you can. It's a few more to wear a collar than Catholic. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But he was. He came in. He had. I think he. I think he became a pre or a priest or a brother late in life because he said he had kids. So I think he kind of. He was kind of one of those. Or it could have been he's a priest that he can have kids, like they can get married. So. Yeah, then oh, he would be yeah, Catholic. Sure. That's yeah, true. Yeah, we wouldn't be Catholic. Wouldn't be Catholic. Yes, it could have been that too. Could have been that too. Yeah. On a retreat, on a Catholic school retreat, my class. You, you went to those. No, nah, but the whole class went. I didn't. This wasn't. This was a, a school trip. We didn't spend a night. Mm. We went out to Indiana. The whole senior class went. Mm. Point that I'm trying to make, and I'm sure people was looking at me side eye when I asked it, because I used to always, um, I used to always go at authority. I was thinking about it earlier. Like I was, I was a good student. Sometimes I wasn't a good student because I would go at authority. And I asked the dude, because he's sitting there talking about, you know, celibacy and all this. And I'm like, basically, mind you, at this point, I was not beating my meat. And I'm, this was about 17 years old. And I was like, since you're not having sex, do you masturbate? And uh, the people, and I mean, no one came, they, they didn't play with me like that at school. Right. right. So even if you didn't get along with me, you didn't play with me. Right. No one said anything to me. I heard through the grapevine. I was like, why did he ask that question? What's going on with him? We asked that question. But my question was really to anybody that's talking about getting into that, because they used to, like, it was a chance. I wasn't going to go. I liked the campus, Quigley North. I enjoyed their campus. Um, our, our priest at Our Lady of Peace would take us there. Uh, I went there probably twice in grade school, because they used to try to send you to different Catholic high schools to keep the money going. Yep. And um, But, my, like, even though growing up a lot, people used to want me to kind of get into the ministry. And I used to be like, I don't play religion like that. Right? Like, just... I just don't. I don't think this would be like you really need to be gun ho serious about doing something like yeah. that and yeah. not just sometimes where you're like this because you're leading people. So that was always a no go. But people just like, well, you can pray your ass off. Right? You can pray your ass off. Look at his form. Look how he goes down. I used to actually levitate. <laughs> look, at his, look at his hands. They are symmetrically, they're perfect. He can I hit that knee. Off. You know what? He gets first meal. Give him first meal. He deserves it. But um, so get out of the communion line. Here comes Ken. <laughs> no, I actually, never joined the gang. Oh, never man. joined the gang. Never right. joined the gang. Never, so only communion line I got was in football in high school. We would take communion before games. Before we would games go to the chapel. Yeah, and we would have uh, we would have that doctor. Uh, I mean, not doctor. Uh, Father. Um, damn. Oh wow, that's messed up. It's all right, you don't remember his name. No, this was my dude. This is your dude. Yeah, like uh, Father Father, Fl- Father Flanagan. Mm-mm, it's like it's not Ely Father o- O'Brien. I'll get it. I'll get it in another show. Uh, no, this was my same for this was my guy, my guy. Like this wasn't like this wasn't. This is was he still guy. with us? You know any other uh, Irish names there, back. D? Yeah, well, that's usually what yeah, that was at Brother Rice. It was all. It was a, it's a Latin. <laughs> no, his name. That's all I knew was Irish he would, brothers. He would call me. He would call me Connie Che. He would call you what? That's Kenneth in Latin. Oh, I'm about to say what kind of slave father, name he trying to give you? Father, <laughs> it's not known as Mister Feely. Um, it's Latin. I'll get it. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. This is, this is my dude. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So we had to go the hard left turn. Okay. Oh, yeah. So back to the NBA. <laughs> no, Ryan, please give us, give us your thoughts. What do you think about Is it uh, – do you think it's smart or do you think it's a possibility that with Florida on fire with the coronavirus, they'll move the uh, NBA season? Man, I don't know. I, it's like 
they had these nice little plans to open up like, hey, we'll just isolate them in Disney World. It seems like it's feasible that they could kind of like control the bubble of Disney World. But we're seeing how easy these bubbles and these facilities and all that stuff is breaking. Like Mm -hmm. all it takes is a couple people like, hey, I need to get out of here. I got to go party. I got to or just a couple people that are like. Right. Maybe a family is living outside of Disney and it's like, oh, I just want to be with my family. So I'm just going to go over real quick to my family. You know, it, it, you go to a hotel, you do anything mm-hmm. outside of the bubble. And even we know stuff coming into the bubble could be just a freak accident. Like, oh, this person wasn't tested properly and they brought in a bunch of food that all the NBA players were, uh, you know, consuming. So I, I don't know. They are so determined to have a championship this year i think it's still gonna happen i think they're gonna they're gonna limp across that finish line if they have to but i'm having a lot more doubts about florida and the whole idea of putting in disney world and i don't know if there's much time for them to be able to just move it somewhere else now ryan to your point we talked about this earlier with the nfl and you you mentioned like hey is it a possibility or should the to the nfl think about you know saying delaying their season yeah, I was wondering, just for all you guys in the group, I mean, we're talking biggest roster, 53 people when the season starts. You got all those coaches. You got all those personnel. And, of course, you can keep a lot of those different people away. But, man, like those facilities, I don't know if they're all like outdoor air. You just can't be outdoor probably all the time. Uh, you know, where are players going to be rehabbing? Are they going to be working out? Are you going to be just doing that by yourself? Like, because injuries seem to play a little bit more of a factor in the NFL than any of the others. Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious. The NFL is headed for a delay. And if Fauci's right that you got to keep it to the core months, what the hell are they going to do then? Yeah, because the core months, we're in the core months right now, right? right. This is the end of June. It's right. going to be July to August, and then what happened? I mean, September, yeah, it's still pretty hot, but after that, you're done. Yeah, and no, it's only what a few first first few weeks in September. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, true. And so it started dipping back down, and now you can you're starting to hit in the sixties and seventy degrees around. I would say probably like majority of the country. Uh, but no, I, I agree with you. Uh, I was watching um, uh, PTI, and, and Mike Wilbon made a good point. He said he spoke to somebody. I think some, I think somebody in the league, a, a, a position player, and he was like, "What do you think about like it could happen to a uh, at, at an." entire position so just say for instance you go into your meetings and you know your meetings on the football team and the dbs two dbs have it nobody knows and then next thing you know the entire db squad has it now what so with the nfl you know saying like you said ryan yes it's a big team but the bigger the team the the more people who can get sick it's not what it's but, Look at the Bears' quarterback room. What if Foles and Trubisky go down? Oh, hello. What do you got? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Imagine, imagine a few Nothing. teams that are reliant on, like, an actual good quarterback. Yeah. And how many of those teams just get taken out? Like, I don't know. Look, look at Deshaun Watson in Houston. He's lost so much talent. Right. You know, if he goes down for any amount of time, Houston might not even have a chance to qualify for the playoffs. And that goes back to my point. I know we talk – I, I know I sound like a broken record. We love sports. We talk about sports on the daily, right? But you have to be able to sit back and say, is it worth it? Now you have with the Philadelphia Phillies. How many people, how many players got sick with the Phillies? It was, it was 12. It was, I was going to say six. It was 12. It was that many. 
I will double check, but I believe it was 12. It was a good amount of Philadelphia Phillies who tested positive, right? 12. 12. Can't just tell you about Djokovic. He's been overseas in Serbia partying with the other Joker. So now you got to get, you got to get people to come back into the country, right? You don't know what, what's been going on, what, what they've been doing. And now, yes, it is early and hopefully you can kind of like catch this early and kind of, you know, say run with it. But it's just so many factors. And I'm with you, Ryan. If it's, if it's deemed to be the best time to play the games in the hotter months and outside, although, as I said, I don't know how long ago, the virus doesn't care if it's hot outside because it's hitting Brazil like crazy. It is hot as hell in Brazil year-round, so it doesn't matter about the weather. But if you're outside and you're playing and you have so many people that could possibly be exposed, is it worth it? Now, we talk about billions of dollars at stake, so of course they're going to push the players out there and some players want to go out there and play. But I think, I think leagues and people have to understand, or at least start to think, Ken, is it worth it to do this? Is it worth it? You saying they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do Ryan it anyway, it but I, I opened up when we first started talking about it and said that they shouldn't. My only thing was what they were going to do, not what was right. I was only pointing out what's going to happen because of capitalism. Um, people are going to try to get as much of the bag the bag has been shrunken due to this when you have no fans in the stadium for the most part. And people are going to try to make as much capital as possible, which is understandable, even though in a country that's as rich as America, the fact that we can't take a hit says a lot about this country mm, and our, our prep when stuff like this is going to happen, that we can't, listen, I don't know this is going to sound preposterous, but we can't shut down for a year and many shut down, not a whole shutdown because everybody can't work from home. You know what I'm saying? So there needs to be things set up for people that don't have that access. But also this is another thing to be honest with you. We're a service country now. We don't really manufacture a lot of things. And I'm not saying that that's what we should go at, but if that's what we are, we should be going at it hard because all this outsourcing, a lot of that could be here. And people will still be making money here. But you got the, yeah. the commerce of people don't want to pay $900 right. or $19,000 for a phone. You, you know what? But you would think about it like this, though. If they was working, you'd still be making some taxes off of them. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some things and can be still made here. Instead of always trying to eliminate everything to squeeze the turn up. Right. To the, the, you, can, you can't. And the fact that we keep yeah. allowing uh, the powers that be on both sides. This mm-hmm. isn't a partisan thing. This is both of them. Mm-hmm. To to allow it's, Ameri- us, it's America, it's America, it's the world, mm-hmm. right? To allow this 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 one economy, not to say every economy influences other economies. I know that, but still, as far as propping ours up to when that ish hit, we gonna be kind of eye, and we're not. We're so divided, we can't even get that. We we can't get the simple stuff out the way because we keep allowing high school stuff to pop up and then festering and, and throwing gasoline on the fire. And it's like, dude, that's not what's the shit. Like, listen, if you, and this gets back to what's happening out with the George Floyd thing. Uh, and, and when I say George Floyd, I mean everybody that's passed from it, not just George Floyd, right? Including Breonna Taylor and Mark Arbery. Systemic um, racism and things like that, yes. Yeah, just, out of state. yeah. just the people look like me being treated like people that don't look like me, treated lesser than people that don't look like me. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. All I want is the same things you're afforded. 
But that's not the point that I'm getting to. But it's the thing that we keep allowing and we know what the system is propped up, uh, propped up on. And because it doesn't hit you, it's like, I'm kind of comfortable with it because I'm living good. But see, that system being propped up on that allows this to happen because America hasn't been looking to what's next in general. And that, yeah. like, that's what America should have been focusing on. Like, you know what? Oh, yeah. tech, how are we going to get around the curve with what everybody is doing? And we see, we, we're holding on to still natural resources and trying to use coal. And I'm not dissing people in coal country as far as getting their jobs and their money. That's not what I'm trying to say. But we're still holding on to the old ways that hurt the people that live in that environment, right? And we're not trying to get ahead because those old people benefit from those ways when it comes to coal, oil, natural gas, and fracking. You know what I'm saying? So stuff that's you can like, sell that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, dude, I want to have a I want to have a piece of land with a well one day. To be honest with you, that well ain't gonna be nothing with fracking. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna be fucking natural gas getting into my joint that wasn't ever to get into that because you until fracking came out a decade or so ago, you you that was a dead well that you had, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, man, there's more gas up in there, there's more oil up in there, right? And it's just like, dude, stop. We can move forward. Listen. I still want a little bit of gasoline. Don't get it twisted. All right? I'm always prepared for the bomb hit. Clouds in the sky. Can't get no solar power. Need me a little bit of petrol. All right? <laughs> but still, you should, we should have the petrol for one our kid. Like, I don't understand the, like when fracking. Think about this. Before fracking, we was like, man, we ain't got no oil, no gas. It's a wrap, right? We start fracking. We'd be like, man, forget Saudi Arabia. We got some gas over here, right? Dude, that gas should have been in case something happened for our great, 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 great grandkids. They'd be like, man, guess what they left us? We went fracking, and we ain't got no sunlight, so we, our cars don't move. It's some more oil down in that BI, right? Like, I never understood why we don't look at natural resources as passing them on rather than let's, let's drain these SOBs as soon as we can money, right now. Money, like money, money, money. That's definitely BS. Yeah, how about this? I was listening to Lawrence Holmes yesterday, and he had Mark Grody. Uh, down he's down in St. Louis and they was talking about the baseball season mm-hmm. and he's talking about the owners and the players and you know saying it back and forth and he said it, he said one thing is kind of crazy is the simple fact that owners didn't not didn't foresee it but didn't have kind of like a uh, a rainy day fund mm-hmm. just just in case just in case anything happens all us billionaires instead of us trying to go take money from these players yes they are millionaires but. You have billionaires asking millionaires for help because that's usually typically how it goes, right? That's how you stay rich. You have somebody else pay for it. Doesn't America, baby. Exactly. How you did not have a rainy day fund. Father Ildi. I didn't even find it. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, you Father Ildi Fonts. Father Ildi, because it bothered me. Ildi Fonts? Yeah, that's his name, Father Ildi Fonts. Oh, okay. uh, but it's longer than that. It's four names. Yeah. But Father Ildi was my Dude. Okay, Father. All right. So I wanted father to make sure Ildi I father, pointed out Father Ildi. Father <laughs> Ildi. Because it bothered me that I, Ildi slipped my mind, but Father Ildi, dude, was my dude. Okay. Go ahead, please. Uh, but no, no, no. It was, uh, but no, it kind of goes back to the point talking about how you said, you know what I'm saying, we are pillaging now resources now that we could use for the future. How about you kind of like save a little money just in case something happens? Now, I would hope that every league all the way down to the person, the everyday Joe, 
understand what's happening right now and kind of pull some of those things and maybe the, the people that live in the Great Depression, stock up, understand what's happening and what can happen in the future and have that rainy day fund, have that backup for yourself because you never know, something like this might pop off in another 20, 30 years. It will. And, you know what I'm saying? So I'm it's just hoping I'm just I'm just hoping that leagues now see this and they they're going through this, say like, okay, if this ever happened again, we go through another global pandemic or whatever, we're set up financially if we had to take some time off, then we're not scrambling around and beating each other over head just try to get some try to get some games played. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like we need to be we need to be uh, prepared in case anything like this ever happens again. Real quick. You know what Wimbledon did like 20 or 30 years ago? You did, they did the insurance, right? They got the pandemic insurance, mm-hmm. right? Going along with what you're saying, D. Like, it makes no sense that they was like, dude, what happened if, just, if a natural catastrophe took place, right? Or just something crazy. And I mean, that usually wouldn't happen nationwide. But still, like what you're saying is like a rainy day fund Mm -hmm. to where you're not putting money away. Just like, listen, the players do have money in case they have to go on strike, right? Now, we don't know how long that would last, but there's money that's put aside in case they go on strike. But owners being separate entities for the most part until they get that TV money or whatever, that collector money at the beginning of the year or depending on revenue sharing, um, they, they, they're, 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 they're independent contractors, basically. You know what I'm saying? Or employers, I guess is what I should say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it makes no sense going back to what uh, Dominique Foxworth, Foxworthy was saying, that if an owner can't afford to have one one year like this, he shouldn't be a owner. The owner, yeah. You know, and that's just, and listen, that sounds cold, but that's what people would say about us having business. a business, having a business that wasn't functioning properly, that was living in that way like well maybe that's not what you should be doing mm-hmm. you know and like we allow this and then like especially like in baseball like baseball is just so petty you know what i'm saying like it's just so it's so petty and, and listen i'm happy that it's petty you know what i'm saying because this, the, the the light needs to be shined on it for what's been going on and what goes on with it and i know the player union has a lot of power so i'm not even just putting this all on the owners but it's just like Baseball being America's pastime gets an out where we don't really focus on the messed up things about baseball. You know what I'm saying? That goes back to the conversation that Chris Archer was saying when he was uh, a Tampa Bay Ray before being traded about not feeling comfortable to kneel because it wouldn't have been accepted in the clubhouse. And we don't get down to like the baseball, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, it's stupid. You know, the fact that the owners... Like, in no other sport, like in the NFL, and I'm saying we won't get to that point, they're not, and we know how contentious the NFL PA and ownerships can be, right? They're not trying to blast the players in the NBA. They're not like, these are the people that bring people into your business. If you belittle them and tell people, like, y'all shouldn't like them because they're being greedy over this, and you a regular Joe, even though I'm a billionaire. Like, and you keep this narrative going, and it hurts your own business, which doesn't make sense in the first place. It's the epitome of cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. I, I can't say anywhere. And just to kind of go back to that Phillies thing really quick, D, yeah. I yeah. mean, 12 people, so that's seven players, five staffers, just hmm. in training facility, probably not even the whole team's there, or at least – 
probably not all the guys because they're still quarantined somewhere else. It's not, I mean, it can just be like a wildfire. Just rage and take out a whole team. Yeah. And we're talking about playing sports. What about right. all these college, these college teams that are get catching it? Now and they don't Pete, even get paid. Now, Pete Fusek, he mentioned they we had to him sign on. a waiver. Yeah, yeah. Ohio Bump State that. AD asked that, but they don't get paid. But wait, yeah. they're student athletes and they don't get paid, but they have to risk it to keep the economies of these towns, to keep these schools in the, in the black. Basically, they mm-hmm. these you know how much to, the horseshoe costs, baby. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. These these players have to risk that for to entertain you when your son or daughter won't even be back on that campus because they're not even going to really want them in their dorm rooms. But because we have to keep the game up with the players, quote-unquote, that student-athletes, and that's the real thing of the BS in this whole thing. Don't tell me they're student-athletes, but you're really not going to let any other students on the campus. And the only reason you would is because you want to make it okay for these people to be there. So that's why you're doing it. Instead of doing the right thing and being like, we shouldn't have boosted up economies off of these kids that we were paying in the first place. Exactly. And exactly. That's the it's thing it, that it, I, it come down to money. Go ahead, go ahead Ryan. And we're talking about rainy day funds. Who are they paying? Who who is the right. NCAA paying? Who's right. the the millionaires that they have to pay to keep their sport going? They don't got paid nobody. Where's and, the rainy day? And this is why I hope that players, college players, college because they basically amateur athletes. They ain't got to do with the student stuff, whatever like that. They're damn near semi-pro players, right? This is where I hope they understand their power. They hear stuff like this. They're making money off your back when you ain't making nothing. And then the kids that go to the school going to be at home, what, watching you run around, getting concussions and, catch, and catching COVID? Nah, bro. Understand what's happening. But I wanted to bring this up. We had P. Futek on early in the year. He did mention this. I think he might have been talking to Ryan and I can't, I don't think you had hopped on a call yet, just yet. And he was saying like, he thinks with the college football, they'd be able to kind of like, uh, in a sense, kind of quarantine them too, just having the football players or athletes just be in one particular place. And then that's it. But now, but now, and that's when, you know what I'm saying? It was really burning there across the country, but now, okay. Yeah. Two thirds of the country is like that. So let's look at Texas, look at Alabama, let's look at the university of Florida, Miami, Florida, say whatever, big powerhouses down the sec. That part of the country is on fire right now with COVID. So am I going to risk, if I'm a player, am I going to risk myself to go back down there and be isolated when I don't know where everybody's coming back from around the country? It's just too much. It's too many questions. It's too many things that can just go wrong. And the same thing that happened in the NFL with the entire positions and entire, with the position can take that may taken out. They may. They, right, right. A, a particular position can get taken out. It goes to Ryan's point. A whole team could get taken out by this. So it just doesn't make any sense. But they're making money off their back, and, and it shows right there, man. They make a, they really making money off these guys back who don't who who are not being paid. They're willing to put them out there to risk it even more. Mm-hmm. I to care risk about their, you. Yeah, take your ass out there in that COVID. You playing with COVID, and you're not even getting paid. Right. Come on, y'all. But everybody else getting getting bucks. Figure it out, right? Figure it out. And they, but look, they got the scholarship. Wait, what right. about the other kids that got the scholarship that don't have to go there? The right. academic scholarship kids don't have to be on campus. Yeah, David right? got a, David with the engineer uh, scholarship. He ain't got to come. Why I got to right. come? If he can figure it out on his computer, on his computer, he's good. But like, but they're student athletes and they're and ungrateful. Like, you got the tiers of scholarship. How many of those lower tier scholarship people are like, man, I don't even get a full education right. and now I'm coming down here. 
on risk top of it even more. On it's top of that, I can't even take the classes that I need. I'm not going through yeah. the pros. I'm not even I can't getting even my take education. The, yeah, I'm not. I can't even take the pl- classes that I need to get into the profession that I want because I got to be here 24 seven on this football thing, and I can't even get a job. Yeah, like it, it, it's just it, it's so funny because it just points out the hypocrisy of the NCAA. Oh, Ken, your point is when it comes to revenue generating sports. Mm-hmm. What you just said, how many of these guys were working somehow around their athletics, but now definitely can't? Because yeah, I can't go on campus and shovel leaves. Right. right? Like, I can't work in the mess hall or whatever, stuff like that. Right. Like so, if they're working at, let's say, a fast food restaurant, it's maybe closed, they furloughed. Yeah. It's working at Sears. Maybe, or, tutor, maybe tutoring. Yeah, whatever it is, I have no option to do that. But get your ass out there and catch this COVID in that huddle, right? Man. Tackling somebody, <laughs> catch that COVID. I just hope this kind of really changed the focus and the narrative in this country around for a lot of things. This should really lay, put put blinders on in, in a good way about the things that need to change. We're kind of seeing it right now with social justices, but it's a lot of other things that need to be looked at because of what's happening right now. 